Many times I have heard church people say, Oh, we don't go by the law anymore. And saying this, they cast aside certain scriptures in the New Testament Bible. A Jewish woman who was now a Christian came across our path a few years ago. She said she was a divorced woman and hoped to remarry. When she said that, we told her, according to the Bible, if you remarry, you will commit adultery. And she said, oh, we have our own doctrine. I was just horrified. You have your own doctrine at a church, and it's something other than the Bible? There is only one doctrine for the New Testament church, and that is the New Testament Bible. That is what we go by. When you say that you don't go by the law anymore at your church, or you don't have to go by the law anymore, you are basically speaking of the law of Moses, which we don't go by anymore. But the law of God in the New Testament Bible? You will find out at the Day of Judgment that the law of God is as valid as it always was. It is the law of Moses that we don't go by. Now, if you want to read the law of Moses, read Leviticus 1. Now, we don't go by that law anymore in the New Testament church. I'll read a few verses from Leviticus 1. And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle, even of the herd, and of the flock. If his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd, let him offer a male without blemish. He shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord. Verse 4. And he shall put his hand upon the head of the burnt offering, and it shall be acceptable for him to make atonement for him. Verse 5. And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord, and the priest Aaron's sons shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall flay the burnt offering and shall cut it into his pieces. And the sons of Aaron the priest shall put fire upon the altar and lay the wood in order upon the fire. He goes on to talk about sacrificing other animals for sins and trespasses. 
And that's what they did in the Old Testament. When Jesus came, he sacrificed himself, and he is the sacrifice for the church today. We don't sacrifice animals for our sins and trespasses, thank God. Now, what are the Jews doing today, I wonder? They denied Jesus. They denied the sacrifice that was for their sins. And they tried to go, I suppose, by the Old Testament law. But I don't know any Jewish synagogue where they kill animals and use the blood as a sacrifice for their sins. Perhaps there are some, but I don't know any. So then, who pays for their sins? I've wondered that from time to time. Well, anyway, if you want to read about the law of Moses, read Leviticus. But the law of God is another matter. The New Testament is absolutely filled with laws of God. And yet, there are people who cast aside anything that says law of God in the New Testament because they say we don't go by the law anymore. They are very mixed up. This is a very good time to straighten up this thinking. For we do follow the laws of God in the New Testament Bible. We follow the commandments of God in the New Testament Bible. We follow the doctrines of Christ set forth in the New Testament Bible. There are many commandments of God for the New Testament church in the New Testament Bible. Here are a few of those commandments. 1 Corinthians 7 verses 10 and 11, the Apostle Paul said, And unto the married I command, yet not I but the Lord. He's making this clear that this is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. 1 Corinthians 7 verse 39 The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. This is not the law of Moses, this is the law of God. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord, only if that person is another born-again Christian. Romans 7, verses 1 through 3, Paul says, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth? Verse 2, For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed 
from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Jesus is going to tell us the only reason that a man has to divorce his wife, the only scriptural reason. Do you know what it is? Well, just listen to this scripture. Jesus says, But I say unto you that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. If she remarries, she will commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. The man who marries the divorced woman commits adultery. There was a man in our church group who filed papers to divorce his wife. When I heard about it, I called him immediately, and I said, Was your wife unfaithful? He grew dead silent, and then he said, No. And I said, Well, the only scriptural reason a man has to divorce his wife is if she's unfaithful. And I told him to read Matthew 5.32. Well, apparently he did that because he withdrew the divorce proceedings from the U.S. courts of law. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 15 through 18. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the member of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two saith he, God, shall be one flesh. At the time of sexual intercourse, you become one flesh, even if it is sex with a harlot, a prostitute. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate homosexuals, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. Don't be deceived. That word reviler, that is a, refers to someone who speaks in a vile way to another person, in a hostile, vile, humiliating way to another person. Galatians 5, verses 19 
through 21, Paul repeats this. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft. Witchcraft is living in superstitions. Hatred, variance, to vary, to debate, to argue with people. Emulations, which is to try to outdo another person. Wrath, which is to want judgment to come upon another person. Strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, and revelings. Reveling means to party to excess like drunkenness. Paul says, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But what if you willfully sin? You have the knowledge of the truth, but you say, I don't care, I'm going to do it anyway. What awaits you if you willfully sin? Do you think you can just go out and commit fornication and just say, God forgive me and go back right back to church? Well, listen to this. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. To the woman taken in adultery, in John chapter 8, Jesus said, Go and sin no more. You can't live as a prostitute. You can't live as a whore. You can't live as an adulteress, a drunkard. You can't live as those things. You can't keep doing that sin after you have a knowledge that it is a sin. 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20 through 22. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, through the word of God, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning, says Peter. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Hebrews 6 Verses 3 through 8. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have taste of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, 
seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh oft upon it and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed receiveth blessings from God. But that which bringeth thorns and briars is rejected and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. The end-time churches of the apostasy today have removed such scriptures as I have read to you and have greatly deceived their congregations and they will all be damned at the return of Jesus. We read that in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. We are reading monthly a series from Proverbs to get us to correct ourselves before the judgment comes. Thank you for allowing me to share with you today.